This is Hockey Prospect Radio and Outside Edge Hockey Player Development for on and off ice training featuring KPI-based conditioning programs at OutsideEdge.ca. I'm with Mike McMahon, just filling in and following up on our college hockey preview show. Uh, read his substack at the College Hockey Insider as well. Let's talk about the independence, Mike. So Alaska, Alaska Anchorage, Arizona State, Linwood, Long Island, and Stonehill. It would be great if we could get four more teams and just make another conference. And I think that could come. Or, I mean, the Pac-10 really needs to come together at some point, too. Uh, that'd be great. Um, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, in this <laughs> independent group, who do you think's coming out, like, really the top team? Is it really Arizona State? Because, you know, they spent a tremendous amount of money in on their facilities, you know, in their program. And they got a lot of love, some players who graduated from that program and have got on to play pro uh, and got a lot of inter- like national attention, not just in the States, but in Canada. You might be surprised of how much attention Arizona State's got up here. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, look, they're, they're one of the few Power 5 schools in college hockey, right? When you look at those yeah. Power 5 conferences that you've got, obviously the Big Ten schools, Arizona State, Boston College really it right yeah I mean, is, uh, that might that might be it actually i'd have to look i <laughs> look there's not many though so yeah. are you uh no not uconn sorry not uconn so that that really is it and they've done a really good job too of, of they finally got the arena which is the 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 real big next step for them that was just they needed that right they were playing in what was a, essentially a, a barn you know the lo- local town rink before yeah <laughs> So being able to get that, get the, the building done and get it built uh, has been huge. I think you've seen it play off with some of the payoff with some of the guys they were able to bring in uh, in the portal. Like they brought in Alex Young, who was a seventh round pick of San Jose, one of the top forwards at Colgate last year. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is a, is a senior forward Detroit pick who they, they were able to get in obviously before that happened, but still uh, they, they should be the top team in this group of independent schools uh but you know what i i will say this i also thought that was the case last year and alaska fairbanks emerged and almost made the tournament so uh you know they 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 lost some players don't get me wrong like alaska uh they, they lost some players to, to other teams in the transfer portal but they did two years ago too and they still came in and I mean, they, they lost their goaltender out of the portal two years ago, and they still came in and, and were able to figure out a way to be competitive last year. So I don't know that Alaska is going to be able to get to that point again and, and be knocking on the door of an NCAA tournament. They might. Uh, they're going to have to win some games, but they put together a schedule that if they win enough of the, these games, because they're all non-conference games for them, yeah. if they're competitive against some of their early season opponents, they, they, they can be. They can get in that conversation. They got swept by Denver to open the weekend. Uh, but they still have Michigan Tech this weekend, a team that should be, you know, an NCAA tournament team. St. Cloud State's a team that should be right in the bubble. Northern Michigan's a team that's very good. They could be there too. They're in a tournament at the end of December with Michigan Tech again, and I think they could end up playing Michigan State in the second game. They got two with North Dakota. They got they got a few with Arizona State. So like they're they're it's playing tough. a bunch of opponents that if they do well enough in those games, they're gonna they're. It's all non-conference games. They don't have the luxury of being in the NCHC or Hockey East or the Big Ten where they're going to play a bunch of strong schools to bump themselves up in the paralyzed That schedule's strong anyway. That's what I mean. Like, they, they've gone ahead and put together a strong enough schedule that it shouldn't matter. Now, they've got to win games. Like, they've yeah. got to be successful in those games. You lose those games, it's not going to matter. But if they can be 
a 500 or, or roughly 500 team, they should be right in the mix for tournament spot. I mean, they were the last team out last year uh, of an NCAA, NCAA tournament bid, and they won 22 games. But if you look at the, what they did early in the season, they split with St. Thomas. They got swept by Michigan Tech. They split with Omaha. They split with Northern. Uh, they lost twice to Penn State. They, what they really did, they lost to Notre Dame and Denver in the second half. Uh, they also beat Denver. They really beat up on teams that they, they needed to beat up on in that second half. From December on, they they only had, like, I think, three losses the rest of the year. Uh, and that's when they were playing all the other independents. They were playing Anchorage. They were playing Long Island. They were playing yeah. Lindenwood. They went in, and they won all those games. So if they can go 500 against the, the, the real top of their schedule, and then when they play some of the other independents, some of those bottom teams in the pairwise, go in and, and not run the table, but beat most of them the way that they did last year, they could be in that mix again. Yeah, and that's uh, the whole pairwise. That's a whole other conversation we won't get into right now because that one's like – We'll talk about that in March. Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> seriously, that's when I call you up and go, what does this mean, right? Like, well, like who constructed this? Because uh, I always ask those kind of the questions like, this doesn't make any sense to me. It's like a random voting system. Um, thoughts about the rest of the the group of independents in Stonehill, Long Island, you know, Lindenwood – uh, about the progress that they're making, trying to get their programs to a level where, you know, they can maybe bring in a couple of like jump into a conference or, you know, at some point they're going to have to build one because, you know, six teams can't remain independents for that long. Yeah, I do think that we're going to see some shake up here at some point. It just, you know, the NCHE is taking in Arizona State next year. Yeah, that's going to that's going to put them at nine. Odd numbers are not ideal for, yeah. for leagues. Some there, some leagues are doing it. Hockey does eleven. Big Ten has seven, but it's not ideal. So I, yeah. I, I do think we're going to see some some sh- movement there. Uh, I, I think there's going to be some schools that maybe maybe a, a CCHA team wants to jump into the NCHC as a tenth team, and now there's an opening in the CCHA for a, a, a team like an Alaska or right. or I, mean, I think the Alaska schools probably try to stick together, but may, maybe that that's a possibility where it wasn't, you know, three or four years ago. Same thing in Atlantic hockey. Maybe there's some movement that allows for, you know, some of those teams to join. I, I personally think one thing that could happen, if you look at Atlantic hockey, it is kind of split geographically where, you know, Air Force is right. off by itself in Colorado yeah. Springs, but you've got Niagara, Mercyhurst, RIT, Robert Morris, that are all kind of Western parts of that league. And then you've got Army, Bentley, Holy Cross, Sacred Heart, that are all kind of Eastern AIC that are yeah. Eastern parts of that league. Could you sprinkle in a Long Island and a Stonehill and maybe a Lindenwood and now create two leagues out of one? Like could Atlantic hockey split into two leagues? Yeah. I think it's a possibility. One of the things they have to figure out, and one of the things that's holding it up is all the changes within the, within the NCAA are throwing a, some mystery into whether or not the auto bid is still going to exist for, for some of the right. smaller conferences. Right. If they know that they can have an auto bid, I think it makes sense for some of these schools to jump into Atlantic hockey and then split in two conferences. Cause it's going to give them two bids instead of one realistically. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that idea. So we're going to take a short break on hockey, Pro- uh, hockey prospect radio. We're going to talk about some players to watch next. Uh, there's some intriguing names that are draft eligible in college hockey this year. So we'll chat about that right after these important messages.